Welcome to the Slitter Block Party Podcast. In this series, we'll speak to people from all over the world and talk about their journey with stuttering and just get to know them a little bit better. I hope you enjoy this podcast and happy listening. Hello, everyone. This is the first episode of the podcast for um, Stutter Block Party. And I have James Hayden. Uh, James, James spoke at um, Stutter Block Party, uh, right, James? Yeah. Uh, first off, thank you for having me. Um, I didn't know this was the first episode, so I feel <laughs> really honored to to, to to kick this off. And uh, yeah, I was uh, the speaker a week or two ago, whatever yeah. the most recent one was. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Uh, how? How? Um, how? How? how how did you how did you get get asked to speak or someone invited you uh yeah so uh tiffany invited me okay i think two or three days beforehand and asked me if i wanted to do it and i said uh yes because i i never turned down an opportunity to to to, to talk about stuttering how uh, did you meet tiffany um i know tiffany through the nsa pretty sure we met at a conference yeah, I'm either Fort Lauderdale or Chicago. Now I don't um, remember which one we met at. When did you uh, join NSA? So I got involved with the NSA, and for those that, 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 that don't know what the NSA is, it's the National Stuttering uh, Association. And um, I got involved with it uh, back in October of 2015 with the Baton Rouge yeah. chapter. I, I knew about it earlier. I knew about it uh fall of 2013 but i didn't want to get involved with it right. uh because at that point in my life i was a college student and talking uh, about stuttering wasn't something i wanted to do and at the time yes. i went to school in Hattiesburg, mississippi and i and i'm from the new orleans area Hattiesburg mm. didn't have a chapter but new orleans did and uh, my reasoning to myself was i didn't want to be involved in a chapter i'd only be able to, to attend the meetings for three, four times a year. Um, there was also, it wasn't also the best of areas. Parking wasn't great, but those were actually just excuses. When the real reason was back then, I wasn't ready to walk into a room of people who stutter and say, hey, my name is James and I stutter and let's talk about it. But, but two years later, um, I was in Baton Rouge for my first job out of college and uh, wanted to look more into the NSA just to see what it was about and to meet new people because I'd only been in Baton Rouge for three weeks at that point. And uh, fast forward five and a half years later, and here we are. And that was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Yeah, that's a very funny story because my my story my my story is the same uh i i i i i've actually been in i actually been in at nsa longer i joined in 2012 okay um and yeah so mine was my story was back in 2000 2009 way back in 2009 i found out about nsa on google and then it's the same it so it it, it was the same story. Like I found out about it, but then it's like, uh, I mean, talking to a bunch of strangers about stuttering. I mean, that's, that, that's something, yeah, that's, that's something I, that's, that's something I really didn't want to do because the stuttering was such a, a private, a private thing. And, uh, but then like, but then like 2012, 2012, 2012, I, I sent a message to the local, chapter leader and then he said oh we, we have like a like a party we have like a barbecue thing and then and then I, I was willing to go for that and the the, the the and the and and the kind of funny thing is that like so yeah like during that time like like after college i i graduated college like in the early 2000s um pretty much like after graduating college or i mean like like a, during senior year i think like someone had uh, someone had uh someone had a someone had a talk that i had gone to and he said um like 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 meeting people is always good like, like in in terms of your career it's like meeting people and build, building your building your net 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 net, net 
net network is always a good thing. So it, so it was kind of funny in the sense for me, in the sense that like, um, like I, like, uh, I uh, had a stutter. Right. But then at the same time, someone had given me that, that tip that you should always meet people. So it was like, um, so it, it, I, it was kind of thing, 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 thanks to thanks to that advice that i was still willing to go to parties and stuff like to go to barbecues and things like that and then that's what led me to nsa it's it was i mean yeah it's, it's kind of it's kind of um it's it's kind of like if if a, if a, if that person hadn't given me that advice, I, I probably would never have joined NSA because then 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 I wouldn't have gone to their to their barbecue thing and and all that. So, um, but yeah, I've I, I I've been twenty in it since twenty twelve, but I've but I've only been to one big conference in 2018 in Chicago. Um, did, 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 did you go to that one? Yes, that was my second conference. My first conference was uh, 2017 in Dallas. And uh, for those who haven't been to an NSA conference, like go, it's the weirdest, uh, coolest thing ever. And it's hard to put into words, but just, just go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I think there's a good segue into into the fact or to how you how 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 you wrote a book. Uh, you said, okay, so you were texting with me. You said you were having like a quarter quarter life crisis. Um, so quarter life, what? So does that mean you were like 25 or something, and you were having a crisis, or is that what that means? So kind of. So I am 27. I'll be 28 next month, and I was 23. When, mm-hmm. when it's, when I, what I, now what I refer to is like my quarter life crisis, which lasts like a year and a half from a <laughs> fall of t- summer of 2016 to like early 2018. And at the time, um, the, I was at my dream job and I used dream in quotes and it wasn't working out, but I thought if I moved up a little bit, things would get better and it wasn't happening. And then I had a lot of stuff going on in my personal life at the same time. So personal life wasn't that great. Professional life w- w- was terrible. And I was like, what the heck do I do? Because I, I knew I needed something because I just was not happy with where I was in life at that point. But I didn't know what that something was. So uh, this was February of 2017. It was uh, f- four years ago this time, actually. Um, I was pretty much told from my job that I wouldn't, wouldn't, would not be moving up. And to find, and if I were to find another position, that'd be okay. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So my dream job is not going to happen. So now what? <laughs> and uh, around, also around that same time, I started to guest lecture at my local uh, university. And oh. it was through guest lecturing and through doing a open house uh, <laughs> panel discussion with the Baton Rouge chapter that I realized that talking about stuttering was cathartic for me, which I find ironic because for most of my life up and up until that point, stuttering was like the one topic I did not want to talk about. If you brought it up with me, I probably told you off just because I was not willing to admit that that part of my, I wasn't willing to accept or admit to myself in person stutters. So why would I want to admit it to other people, you know? So I was doing uh, the, the guest lecturing thing and I was, and I did the open house and it was just a cathartic experience for me to talk about the one thing I never wanted to talk about. And uh, so this was uh, March, April of 2017. I decided just to get my story out there, write something just to see what could happen. I figured best case is a scenario. It gets picked up and I make a career out of it. Worst case scenario is, well, at least I tried and that didn't work. So now what? And it was more good good case than worst case. 
a, a scenario of my article got picked up by the mighty in April of 2017. I got good feedback from it and uh, realized that I like to, to write about stuttering. So I just put out a bunch of articles, uh, April, May, June of, uh, of that year. And the more I wrote, the more I realized a lot of what I wanted to talk about could be in the form of an open letter. And maybe some point down the line, I could put all those open letters into a book. But I didn't think that was going to happen until five, 10 years you know, down the line. So summer of 17, a lot of my nights and weekends were just you know, writing stuff, writing to get my name out there, writing for th- this hypothetical book that may or may not ever happen. You know, who knows? Uh, so that was summer of 17. And then in uh, fall of 17, I left my job with no backup plan. Didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I was going to be happy. And that was what was most important for me at this point. So by this point, I'm 24, uh, moved back in to my pe- into my old bedroom at, at my parents' house with, an, with, with no real job prospects. And uh, so I figured, why not make this hypothetical book a reality? And I had most of it written by that point. So I spent the next uh, six weeks just writing and editing and writing and editing and formatting and editing and formatting. And on uh, December 4th, 2017, I self-published my book, The Dear World I Stutter, which is a series of 25 open letters to people that have been or will be on my journey with stuttering. I write to my parents, to my younger self, to my sister, family, friends, coworkers, to my future kids, future wife, future self, to speech therapists, to future speech therapists, uh, to the person who said I should never apologize for the fact that I stutter, to the person that laughed at my stutter, to my stutter, and some other ones. And that is available on Barnes & Noble's uh, Amazon and Kindle. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely available online. I should totally buy it and read it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, uh, usually, usually if someone wrote a book, I, um, yeah, usually with someone, I would like buy it first before anything, but, uh, I, I guess, uh, we were kind of thinking about the podcast last minute, so I haven't read yeah, it yet. Oh, good. But. No worries. <laughs> um, so the, uh, Hmm. So, uh, yeah, the, so, so, so the guest lecturing, the guest lecturing, did, did you, during, uh, when you first, when you first did the guest lecturing, did, 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 did you tell the class that you stuttered? Yeah. So it was, uh, a, a fluency class and the chapter leader of wow. uh, of my chapter uh he was the professor of that class and oh, i gotcha. think in, i think it was like in passing he said oh i want you to talk to talk to my class with you. i was like okay cool and he's like oh i'm serious yeah. i was like oh okay cool <laughs> so i did it and i just figured it'd be something cool to do um it would be a like a, like day off of work which i was all for at that time and just really didn't think much of it. And uh, four years later, it's now something that I love to do. Um, I've guest lectured yeah. to a bunch of uh, uh, universities across the country. So if you're an et- so if you're a professor, uh, listen to this and want me to guest lecture, uh, let <laughs> me know and we make something happen. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, 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 so the mighty, the mighty is what your, your local, local newspaper? No. So the mighty is actually a national website, I believe Mm -hmm. national, possibly international, uh, for it's a, a community, you know, blog site for people Mm -hmm. that either have no lived experience or they have a caretaker or they're a caretaker for someone of a person with disability or a disorder of some sorts. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I've been writing for them for about four years, almost four years at this point. Okay. Yeah. You're, yeah. Uh, you, 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 your uh, book has 
really good ratings. Like people say it's really good. <laughs> I, yes. I should totally read it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, um, hmm. oh, I, I should probably, I should probably talk about when, when you're younger. So like it is stuttering has some, has been something you, you've had since, since, since you started to talk or one of those things. Yeah. So I started to stutter around the age of like four or five years old. And according to my parents, when I was about three or so, I would talk and you couldn't understand what I was saying. And out of that uh, came my stutter. And so from about the age of five to 11, 12 years old, um, I stuttered. I went to speech therapy a lot, a lot during that time. By the time I was 11, 12 years old, Mm. excuse me, um, I stopped stuttering for the most part. Um, I was, you know, normal. And I use that word in quotes. Uh, you could tell I was, you could not tell I was a person who stuttered, nor did I consider myself a person who stuttered. And that was the case throughout majority of my high school career. There were like one or two instances where I, I remember stuttering during high school, but I just attribute to a one-off thing and still didn't consider myself a person uh, that stuttered. But then my senior year of high school came around and my stutter returned and my parents and I, which kind of attributed to the nerves and excitement about, it was, it was, it was my senior year of high school. I was graduating. I was going out of state for college. Um, new, I'd be in a new environment with new people and new experiences. But once I got acclimated to everything, uh, my stutter would disappear and life would continue on. Clearly that didn't happen because it's 10 years later and we're having this conversation. So, like senior senior year of high school and onward, did did did, did you did, uh, did did you try to get 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 more uh, uh, speech therapy? Uh, so this is a, in a funny story. So for throughout my senior year, I didn't really do anything because I just kind of figured it would be it would disappear once I got acclimated to college. I really wasn't seeking it out. And then went to college and maybe after the first couple of months and it didn't disappear, I was like, Oh, okay. I guess I still stutter. And um, at that point in my life, I was 18 and I didn't want to acknowledge the fact that I was a person who stuttered. I didn't admit it. I didn't tell anyone. You just kind of figure it out on your own. And I think I got involved in like a lot of organizations on campus and was very involved uh, in academics. And I think it was because I wanted to be known for everything but my stutter. So I was very committed in like different organizations. So I could be known as, oh, James is really involved in this organization and that organization, or he has really good grades. So I wouldn't be known for being a person who, who like stutters. And when I did talk about stuttering, it was with my parents and it was in the confines of, hey, James, you need to go see what Southern Miss has to offer in terms of speech therapy. And uh, me being the good son I am would always say, sure, mom and dad, I would get to that when pigs fly and hell freezes over Uh, because going to speech therapy was not something on my to do list during my college career. Uh, But uh, that changed my sophomore year of college. Uh, spring break, my uncle and I, we were driving to go see the New Orleans Pelicans. They may have been still been called the Hornets at that point. Yeah. Uh, we were driving. And the, he's the last person I would ever suspect to say something to me. He looked over and he said, James, can you, go see, you need to go see what Southern Miss has to offer in terms of speech therapy. And I'm like, well, crap. And I refer to that as my oh, crap moment. Because you know if your parents say something, and you know they're right, but you don't admit it. You're like, yeah, sure, mom and dad. But if someone else in your life that you love, for, that, that, that you love and like care about and they love and like care about you says the same thing, you're like, dang, I need to, to look into this. That was that moment for me. So uh-huh. got back from, um, from spring break and I emailed the speech and hearing clinic at Southern Mist, hoping that, that I would get an email saying there's nothing we could do. <laughs> and then I could tell my parents, well, at least we tried. Oh, well, but b- better luck next time. And we move on with life. But fortunately then, and unfortunately now, I got the answer that I needed. 
and not the answer that I wanted, which was I could begin begin speech therapy in the fall. So I started started speech therapy again. I was a junior in college. Um, I was 20 years old, and I was super prideful about it. I didn't tell anyone except for the closest of close friends that I was that I was in speech therapy. And when I did, it came with the caveat of they could not tell anyone that I was in speech therapy because I was embarrassed to, to be there. I had no reason to be in that building. If you saw me in that building, I lied as to why I was there. I took different routes. Like I know every way into that building. And the reason I did all that is one out of shame and embarrassment, but two, I had put on this mask of being okay with the fact that I stuttered for so long. When in reality, the face behind the mask wasn't. And I was afraid of people's reactions if they found out what was really going on, that I had been wearing this mask the entire time. Um, but spoiler alert, my friends didn't care then and they don't care now that I stutter or that I was in speech therapy. It's a non-issue as it should be. So I was in speech therapy mm -hmm. from a fall of 2013 to May of 2015. And it was, in the, it was during speech therapy that I found out about the NSA, but didn't go for another two years. Um, mm -hmm. And I haven't been back to speech therapy since. It'll be oh. six years come May. For me, I got what I needed out of speech therapy. And for right, right now, on February 13th, 2021, I don't have any plans to go back to speech therapy. But in five, 10 years, I do. Then I'll cross that bridge if I get there. Okay. Um, yeah, kind of a side note. When, yeah, you, 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 you were saying like senior year when you when you started to stutter again, you thought, oh, it's, it's just like a, it's just like a short term thing. It'll, 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 it'll just go away. Um, yeah, the, 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 there's a, like a, like, like a smaller, a, a smaller and, 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 and SA conference I went to, there's a guy who, um, who was from, uh, uh, Africa, Africa. And then he said like, you know, during Africa, while he was living in Africa, you know, the U S seemed like such a great place, you know, it's like so much better. It's, is richer is, and he thought he thought he he was thinking like oh once i moved to us uh my 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 stutter would 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 be gone too and uh, you know that that sounds like such a funny thing like like that totally wouldn't happen but um, yeah, it's, it's a funny thing. Yeah. People, people who stutter, who, who haven't like, haven't like joined like NSA or something like that, uh, like people like that often, often has had those kinds of thoughts. Right. Right. It's right. Like one day, one day it'll just be gone. Right. And cause <laughs> yeah. I was 18 at this point, uh, didn't know anyone else that started in my life. Um, didn't know the NSA existed. So yeah, and I was very uneducated, ignorant about like stuttering and what it is and the causes of it. I did like I I didn't know anything about it. So I just figured, oh, like it'll go away. This is just nerves and stress and excitement. But once I get once I get acclimated, it'll disappear. And I know now yeah. that's not the case at all. <laughs> um, so I guess okay. So then maybe I can ask like. Yeah. So regarding the NSA conferences, what's the best the best best things about going? Like, would you would you say, you know? So for me, it's being with people that get it. You're uh, surrounded by stuttering twenty four seven, which at first is a little weird. It took me a while to get used to. Not gonna lie, I remember my first conference. I was there for an hour. And went to my room and i'm like what did i get myself into this is oh. weird like, i don't i don't like this there's too many people here for me once i got acclimated to it it was cool but i think my favorite part is is like the, 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 the community of course but it's one week out of the year where i'm guaranteed to be in the majority of people oh yeah every other week of the year like i'm always like the only person in the room that stutters outside of my outside my NSA meetings, but 
that one week out of the year, like I'm not the only person in the room. Like stuttering is the normal, and I use that word in quotes. And just it's for a week where like I'm not constantly thinking about like, oh, do I switch out a word here? What's my audience think about the fact that I stutter? I need to reassure them that, that it's okay. Like yada yada yada, all of the mental gymnastics that we go through as people who stutter on a daily basis. Like I don't have to think about that. I can just say what I want to say. If I stutter for 20 seconds or if I hit it a really bad block, it's no big deal. Everyone knows what's going on. And I don't feel uncomfortable and my audience doesn't feel uncomfortable either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. that's my favorite part. <laughs> um Hmm. Okay. And then I, 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 yeah. And so James has also spoke at, uh, Ted, Ted X. So James told me that Ted, well, actually, well, maybe you could just explain. So how, how, yeah, how, 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 how'd you get, how, how'd you get to, to speak at, uh, Ted, Ted, Ted X? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, summer of 2018, I told my best friend one day I want to give a TED talk. It's like, okay, cool, man. Like not thinking it would happen anytime in the near future. So from like June of 2018 to like February of 2019, I, I, I had opened the TEDx application on my laptop, but I never filled it out because of self-doubt. It's like, what idea do I have that's worth spreading? Like, what's my why? Why should people care about this? And I didn't know what I was going to talk about, or if I did, why would people care about this, you know? So then uh, February of 2019, I got an email from my my of my company, Ashner, which is the biggest healthcare system on the Gulf Coast, saying that that they were putting on uh, the first ever TEDx um, Ashner and that they were looking for speakers. So I thought, okay, cool. This is my chance. Like I want to apply for this. Yeah. But no sooner did I think that than self-doubt, you know, got in the way. And it's like, once again, what, what idea do I have that's worth spreading? They're not going to pick me. So why bother, et cetera, et cetera. So I went back and forth on whether I should um, apply or not. And I think maybe like a week or so before the application deadline, I had a chance encounter with the organizer of TEDx Ashner. Excuse me. And I, I, I gave him you know, my pitch and he said, I can't promise you anything, but at least you know, go for it and apply and see what happens. So I applied. This was like February, March of 2019. Um, I got an email saying that I made it through the through the initial um, application process, and they wanted to interview me. So I had a phone interview uh, about what my talk was going to be about. I thought I I failed my talk. I thought I failed the interview. Wasn't expecting to hear back from them, but at least I could say, well, at least I tried, and I could. I can try again, you know, you know, next year. Well, mm-hmm. first, somehow I got past the phone interview and uh, I had to do a three minute pre- presentation of my talk to a panel of two or three people. Uh, once again, did that, didn't think I, I did the best job ever. And I was like, well, at least I made it this far. I know what I have to um, I- I- improve upon for next year. And then, uh, but lo and behold, I made it. And um, back in, in April of 2019, I got the email saying that I was one of one of the, the 12 speakers. And in that moment, I was like, this is really exciting. I'm going to give a TED Talk. Like, this is a bucket list item. And then instantly, it's like, oh, crap. I'm giving a TED Talk. I am absolutely terrified of this. So for the next, like, month and a half, um, I went to a, a like, two-day writing boot camp, so to say, for ted where we learned where we learned like like how to do a ted talk because a ted talk is not your 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 standard talk it's a different format so how to put our ideas into that format we met the other speakers and 
after that, just a lot of writing and practicing my talk galore for a month and a half and, and meeting with our speaker coaches. And then uh, June 12th, I gave my TED talk. Uh, the talk was about um, the power of embracing uh, your vulnerabilities. And it was how, and basically, you know, my talk was how I went from being embarrassed by the fact that I stutter to now um, embracing it and, and the life lessons I've learned because of that decision that I've made. And uh, so, so the morning of, I was a complete wreck. I was the speaker directly before lunch. And like how it worked was they broke us up into four groups of three. So the first group went, you know, they, you know, they did their thing. And then during the break from the first group into the second group, we went backstage and got mic'd up. Never was more nervous and terrified in my entire life than, than like that hour leading up to it. Got mic'd up, was trying to do every single relaxation relaxation a technique in the book. Like none of them worked because I was just terrified and nervous and running on adrenaline. Yeah. The guy before me couldn't tell you what he talked about. Had to go back and like watch it after after the fact just because I was that in my head and terrified and nervous and excited about everything. And then it was my turn. Um, before I walked out, I told myself it's going to come out the way it's going to come out and it's going to be okay. So they introduced me. I stepped out onto, onto the stage, was on the red dot, um, looked out into the audience and I couldn't see, I could only see like the first two, maybe three rows because <laughs> the lights were just that blinding. Yeah. And I gave my talk and I stuttered my butt off for a solid five minutes, <laughs> but I didn't care. And for me, that was the most like tangible th- sign of growth on my journey with, with stuttering thus far, because 20 year old me never, never would have talked about stuttering out loud to a group of strangers. And he also, also would have been mad that he stuttered that much to a room of strangers where as 26 year old me didn't really care. Like I did the thing and that's what I was celebrating was I accomplished something off. I accomplished a buckless item and I wasn't fluent, but whatever I started a lot. Okay, cool. But I did the thing and that's what was most uh, important, you know, for me. So it ends. I go backstage. I think I give every single person a like hug, whether it's a fellow speaker, uh, the, the, the 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 production guys. Like if you were backstage after after my talk, I gave you a like hug because I was just like that. Ripped <laughs> up on on just excitement and yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 adrenaline and whatnot. And then a few minutes passed, and I had to go off into an area by myself just to sit and just to process on like what I just did and how far I, I, and and just how far have I come in my journey with stuttering because like I did the thing and fluency didn't, and my stutter didn't stop me. I didn't care that I was far from fluent. I did the thing and that needed to be celebrated. And I was just like overcome by emotions in that moment. And then I was running on it. Adrenaline the rest of the day. I was on cloud nine. It was a great day. Like it's awesome. And then as a result of my involvement with with TEDx twenty nineteen, I've been on the planning committee for the past couple of years. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, sp- sp- speaking of, you know, how like how if if uh, if if you have a phone interview or something like that, um, like uh, actually last couple of days I had some phone interviews. So for me, yeah, for me, like during like a phone interview for a job, I'm um, 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 uh, y- 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 usually I uh, y- usually I'm um, trying to be fluent. I'm 
I'm trying to pre- pretend pretend to be a fluent person, and yeah, it, it's it's it, it's like lots of it's lots of stress. Like the the most stressful thing is if is if the if if the, there, 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 there's a certain term, like like a term for your job, like a certain like scientific term or like technical term you're supposed to use, right? But you're, but you, but it's it's like a difficult term to say, and then and and then and then maybe you like start 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 to try to like use other words to like say it, and then and then but then it just starts to sound like pretty, kind of sounds like you. Sounds like uh, you're you're not really qualified because you're not using the precise term or something like that. Yeah, yes. that's really. <laughs> yeah, that's really. Yeah, that's that's really hard. Um, but anyway, um, I uh, probably yeah, you, you know, probably during those kinds of interviews, I I I I I, I, I have lots of I, I probably do have some uh, 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 adrenaline running through me and then and after and after i'm like so crazy i i i want to like like do something crazy like eat like eat junk food eat chocolate or do something like wild like i don't know that that's just me it's kind of a bad it's kind of a bad like trend because then i'm eating like bad food or whatever but i don't know um i i i i i i i think uh people are different maybe some people don't have like that doesn't happen to them but i mean i was wondering does that happen to you like to you like when you do something go through something stressful where you're trying to pretend to be fluent and after you 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 just go wild and you want to like do something fun or something like that yeah so <laughs> whenever i'm like doing public speaking or anything i really don't pretend to be, be fluent um i'll either disclose up front or you talk me long enough you're going to figure it out but yeah if but if i do like a big you know public speaking presentation i i'm kind of the opposite like after i did that that was like a lot of energy so i just kind of like sit and chill and oh, just wow. <laughs> relax and like recharge the batteries because like i'm an introvert I, okay. I, I, I like my core so like so pu- pu- public speaking as much as i love doing it it takes a lot out of me so once i'm done that i just kind of want to be by myself leave me alone for like an hour let me do my thing and then we'll be good okay well yeah. that's yeah that's i mean that's that's a probably a more healthy it's a healthy thing that what I do. Yeah, I I I I I go really nuts. I eat like you know, like chocolate junk food. I, I actually for 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 a while, um, there was one year where I where my my for 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 my local um my my local uh amusement park my local amusement park with roller coasters and stuff uh the local costco the local costco sells like the yearly pass where you get like free parking and like you know just go in and then like uh there was one year where my plan was like you know if i if i want to have some fun i could just buy that yearly pass and if i'm feeling stressed and i want to like do something crazy i'll just like drive there get on my favorite roller coaster and just sleep <laughs> sounds probably sounds crazy to people but I no it doesn't do what you gotta do to, 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 to celebrate uh, the, uh, the small victories for me it's just chilling for you. It, it, it's like going on a roller coaster, you know. Yeah, roller coaster. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. Then, um, also, could, could you, could, could, could you, could, could you uh, t- t- talk, talk, talk about your, your, uh, your uh, job that you're, that you're currently doing? Yes. So, as you mentioned, you know, previously, how whenever you need to use a like specific term for work, but you but you get stuck on it and there's no way to avoid that word. That happens to me on a regular basis. Oh right. Yeah, H's trip me up, which I used to be be mad at, but now I find it ironic and I, I laugh at it. So I am a HLA a, 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 a technologist, and that stands for. Human antigen, which is found on chromosome six. So basically, what all that means is I see if a potential organ donor 
and a potential organ recipient are compatible. And we also do the, the testing for all those that need a transplant. We do all of their initial tests as well as see if, if like bone marrow donors and recipients are compatible as well as tests for different diseases such as celiac disease. And I have been there for three years next month. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's what I do. Okay, cool. Um, okay, actually, since you're really familiar, familiar with chromosomes, um, like, okay, so, yeah, so in the stuttering world, um, it's, it's m m mostly, it's, it's mostly guys who stutter. It's like, uh, four, uh, four, 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 four to one or five to one, right? Four like one, most guys stutter and think and things like that. Um, so I was, do you think, um, do you think the, like, like, a if, if, um, if there's a stuttering gene or genes, like they, they reside, they, 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 they mostly have to do with, with, with the sex, 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 sex chromosomes, since it seems like, you know, something to do with, um, but since like, since, uh, there's so much more guys than girls who stutter, do you think do you, if you were, wanted to like hypothesize, like, do you think it would have anything to do with the, the sex, sex chromosomes? Have you ever thought about that? No, no. <laughs> I, I don't, I haven't done that much research on the topic. My, from like what I know is that they, they study different families who stutter and it's like they started a family in India, I believe, and who all stutter and it's gene A, whereas a family in like England, let's say, and they all stutter, it's on gene B. Oh. Yeah, I remember, I think I heard that like at an NSA conference or I read that somewhere, but could it be linked on the sex chromosome? It's possible, but <laughs> just because stuttering occurs, it's more present in, in guys, you know, four to one. Possible, sure, but I've never given that much thought to it, and I don't ha I've never done research on that topic, so I don't want to like, say for sure, but yeah. I think <laughs> anything's possible. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, there, there's... Um, because the, I was talking to a guy who, and then he said, okay, so you, you probably know that, like, you know, for women, they have XX. So, but, but, but both, both X's are basically the same, right? Like the, the first X has the same genes as the second X. That, that, that's what I read. Uh, but whereas the guy has the XY, whereas, uh, where the, the X is really different from the Y, like, um, so that means like you know for the girl if 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 uh for the girl that maybe their first x one of the genes is um there's something wrong with it the the girl's second x has the same gene and maybe the one on the second x is good so that so that gene will, will cover for the for the for the faulty gene on the first x right um whereas yeah whereas a guy has an xy so if um so if, 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 if a guy, the guy's X, there's, there's a faulty gene, the Y doesn't have the same gene to, to cover for the faulty gene. So, but anyway, yeah, that, that, that was something I talked to someone about, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's true. It's definitely still ongoing and, uh, probably shouldn't, um, <laughs> probably shouldn't like get too deep into it. Otherwise people listening might, I don't know if you say yeah, something I, wrong. <laughs> I, I took a genetics class back in college sophomore year so that was eight nine years ago and yeah i'm not going to uh hypothesize yeah. let's say anything's possible yeah yeah that's true um okay so uh see i, I was actually taking some some notes um hmm oh, okay yeah no, actually kind of a fun thing is that um uh, <laughs> on your Facebook, you, 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 
you 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 said you had you had tried to sign up for Survivor like four yes. times, didn't get in. Yes. That sounds so funny. <laughs> yeah. So Survivor, if you Survivor is is my favorite show of all time, and uh. if you follow me on any form of social media, like even if you pay like a modicum of attention to like what I post, you, you probably figure that out fairly quickly. I love the social and political. A, 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 a dynamics of the game um but yeah i've applied four times over the years uh just because i want that adventure i want that experience and i also want to be like to be you know representation for for the certain community on, on television because typically oh, yeah. when we see a person stutters on tv um they're typically shown as the, the comedic effect or this person that like you need to feel sorry for or be inspired because they, they overcame this ter terrible thing i used i used the word you know terrible in quotes like they overcame the, the, the terrible stutter and like look what they they've done now where i'm not a big fan of that narrative i just want someone one either a screen tv show or on reality tv to be a person who stutters but that's just one part of their story and not their you know whole story just to be like oh this guy he played this game and he did xyz oh and he's a person who stutters that's just one part of his story and not the the the, the whole story but yeah well, i mean so if anyone's listening with any connections to survivor casting uh hit me up i'll do it but yeah <laughs> oh um yeah i so why so how um why why do you like that that tv show so much oh <laughs> uh, how much time do we have uh, lot, lots <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh, so it's so i started watching when i was 12 years old um spring of 2005 and oh, wow. <laughs> yeah season 10 and they would be on season 42 right now, but COVID paused off filming for a year. So I started watching it as season 10, spring of 2005. Uh, felt like I really enjoyed the characters and the challenges of that season. Uh, so that was in a really cool season. Fast forward, um, August of 2000, 2005. I live in New Orleans. A Katrina hits. Mm. And uh, my family and I, we got about a foot of water into our house. Mm. And uh, during that time, we evacuated and we're, we're living at the Holiday Inn in Lafayette, Louisiana. We, we were there for about a month or so. And during that time, I heard that two players from, from season 10 were coming back to be on season uh, 11. And I wanted to see, you know, how they did. And in a weird way, it gave me something to look forward to. It's like, I don't know what's going on with my house. I don't know when we'll be back, but at least there's a survivor to look forward to. Yeah. And I know this sounds really sad. I am very aware of this, but this is, this is the truth. And so I remember watching the season premiere of Survivor 11 um, in, in our room at, at, at the, the Holiday Inn. And between episodes one and two, we moved in with my grandparents, and it was a weird time in in, in like my life. But Thursday at seven, we would watch a Survivor, and it was a sense of like normalcy. And the same thing repeated for season twelve. We were living at my grandparents' house, and then like my family, you know, they fell off the wagon. But I continue with it just because I like the strategy and, this, and the, 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 the psychology as well as like the social politics of this game. Yeah. And that was just something that I've always liked. And the order I've got, I've gotten way more into the show. And on like, and I've gotten like super into where I listen to, to podcasts about it and whatnot. Oh, that's funny. And <laughs> during, you know, you know, like, you know, like the core life crisis or a boring drive, there's, there's a podcast I can look forward to and you're like, listen, so if I'm having a bad day, I have this podcast I can listen to. And just for like that hour and a half or two hours, it just, it gets me out of like what's going on. And I can focus on that. I know it's really sad, but some people have <laughs> Harry Potter. Some people yeah. have Star Wars. I have Survivor. Okay. That's my <laughs> thing. I'm not ashamed of it. Okay. <laughs>
yeah um yeah um yeah actually yeah later later i usually ask like people's like favorite like tv shows or movies and stuff uh -huh. like that um but um uh, i i also wanted to ask just like kind of uh um so like for 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 for, for your for for your for your college i guess you were kind of like a bio bio type major right yeah so i got my degree in uh, forensic science with an emphasis in biology mm -hmm. it was uh, yeah yeah um yeah so what what why'd you uh why'd you um choose that major so i was always interested in in like in like science ever since, since i was a little kid and i grew up in the csi generation right. although i don't i never watched you know csi i would watch dateline and 48 hours and fbi files and all of those you know true crime oh, yeah. shows yeah. I, I watched that and i always found it, it fascinating so i went to do that and i'm big on community service so i figured i could combine my passion for, for science and my and, and like my passion you know for community service into a major and uh mm -hmm. that's kind of why i picked forensics i'm not in the field anymore but i still use my degree and like what i do i'm still using my passion for science and service to help others yeah i yeah i'm i i'm 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 a big also a big fan of like forensic forensic files uh yeah that's where like uh there's like a there's like a there's like a murder there's like a murder or something and and then tv show shows how the how the scientists find out you know how the scientists use their science to catch the murder like something like that that's pretty cool yeah yeah and although it's it's cool but it's not as cool as it looks on tv promise you that oh really promise oh, you that oh, yeah. oh why <laughs> because you know csi they make it look really cool with all this cool technology and that you get right. your answers in like 0. 0.2 seconds yeah no, not at all not at all yeah <laughs> yeah it takes a it takes a long time it takes a long time oh <laughs> um okay let's see um so so do you do you, so do you do you have it okay so do, do you have like um uh do you have hobbies besides watching survivor <laughs> uh, yeah uh yeah whenever i do have like read the mass i work uh yeah so i'm big on the community service on um, right. reading uh i read a lot of grisham and like world war ii oh. books oh cool yeah um and, and like writing but that's more of like a side puzzle thing now than a hobby but i still write recreate you know recreationally every once in a while yeah that's that's basically it mm. and then yeah i family and friends when i can oh yeah, yeah oh um what 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 uh what what kinds of com 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 community service do you do do you uh do um i don't really want to like i kind of wanted to remain like anonymous like my oh, thing okay. is is like if you like if you find out what i did great but if you don't it's even better <laughs> right so <laughs> okay i do it but i just want to keep like what i do to myself oh nice the, yeah you know that's my view on service it's not about me it's just about <laughs> the people that i'm helping yeah yeah sp sp speaking of yeah actually uh, yeah so yeah speaking of reading books i i'm also really into reading i'm uh i'm right now i'm reading the it's a uh, i think it's kind of a famous book about how how they how they how they developed the atom bomb um, and then it was saying how, like, in Germany in like 1923, they they like the the German mark was like worth like so like is almost worth like nothing. Mm -hmm. It was worth like four. 
the 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 worst i guess was like it was like four 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 4.2 trillion marks for for one u.s dollar which sounds Ooh. crazy <laughs> wait sounds wait, crazy you know, post-war germany the 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 uh po, po, i guess po, po, post 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 world war 1 so the, 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 this was 1923 1923 okay. okay yeah so okay. yeah that's pretty nuts <laughs> yeah um okay yeah so reading and community service yeah. that's cool uh and then oh i should also ask um do, do you do you listen to uh what 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 do you listen to like bands or other kind of music are oh, you into anything i, I kind of b- bounce around a lot like I, i'll go like in like um i'll like right now i'm on a big hamilton kick but like oh, yeah. also <laughs> uh man like leon bridges mumford and sons the civil wars um switchfoot oh. maggie rogers adele like i just i don't know <laughs> you, you, you know bon Iver. I just go through like these, these random kicks of like, oh, I want to listen to a lot of this person, and then I and then I get tired of them, so I go t- to someone else. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then do you, do you have do you have um, do you have any like favorite favorite movies or other TV shows besides Survivor? <laughs> uh, so outside of Survivor, I watch This Is Us. All right, it's like one of like the only other shows that I watch. Um, yeah. movie wise, uh, Shawshank Redemption, all time oh, favorite. Yeah. That's a good movie. Yes. <laughs> all of oh, nice. By all the Dead Poets Society. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. So maybe I should. Um. Yeah. So since since you since you live like near New Orleans, I, I've I I I've never been there. I New Orleans has like really great uh seafood like seafood right that's like their main thing yes wow (laughs) and it's mardi gras season right now you know mardi gras day is tuesday but because of uh the pandemic and whatnot uh the parades are canceled which is kind of a good thing because mardi gras day it's supposed to be like high of like 30 degrees we're we're getting like a super cold front this weekend and yeah. it's going to be as cold as it's been in like you know four or five years around here and we're mm-hmm. not used to this getting like you no know, the, the, the temperatures in the teens and in, in the 20s with, with with ice on the road we are not used to this weather so <laughs> i'll be staying home <laughs> um so like you know back in i i i forgot when from the 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 bp oil spill like that that definitely hurt the seafood industry like do you do you know if the if the water is fine now for all the seafood honestly i that was 10 plus years ago and i like 10 years ago yeah somewhere in that ballpark and i haven't really been keeping up with the developments of all that and like how it's been over the past a, a decade. I think everything. I think everything's fine. It's not really mentioned that that much. Right. Yeah. I think for the most part, those areas they've recovered. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. Um. Yeah. That. Yeah. You, you, usually for my podcast, the, the the very last stuff I ask is like, oh. What's your favorite movie? <laughs> what are your hobbies? Right. <laughs> uh, do, do you have, is there anything else you'd like to say, or do you want to ask me stuff or anything about um, stutter, stutter block party or anything? <laughs> no, I think, I think we're good. You know, thank you for having me. Um, if you want to buy my book, it's Beer World I Stutter, available on Amazon, Kindle, and Barnes and Nobles. And if you want to see more of my writings, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at James Hayden 48. Okay, cool. Get those plugs in. Um, yeah, so it would be, um, yeah. So as far as the NSA conference, like th- uh, this year, looks like this year twenty twenty one. There's 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 no there's no conference, and then, and then next year it's going to be like near 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 
LA, um, which is more easy for me because that that's because because I'm because I'm I, I'm I'm in California, so oh, nice. it'd be for me to get there. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe I can maybe I can meet you there. Maybe if I'm Perfect. able to go, that'd be cool. I, yeah, <laughs> if if it's happening in 2022, I will be there. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Kevin, uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. So I will talk to you later. See you, man. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Stutterblock Party podcast. If you're interested in attending Stutterblock Party, go to linktree forward slash Stutterblock Party to register. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Stutterblock Party. We'll see you soon and happy stuttering.